Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dallas We Have Podcast. Uh, I'm going to be straight up with you guys. We just recorded a whole intro and then realized we weren't recording properly. So I'm going to skip a lot of that intro that we did. There was a lot of just super funny jokes, but you're going to have to miss out on those. Uh, So on today's episode, we're watching some really terrible movies. Uh, Really bad. Like when you think about a bad movie and when you think about how like sometimes you think about like people are watching like a funny bad movie and it's like like these are not those. They're worse. They're terrible. Let's put it this way. Last episode I said I liked stupid things. I hated everything I watched for this episode. Yeah, they're bad. They're terrible. (laughs) Um, So our guest for the episode, I'm going to cruise right through this intro because we've already done this ourselves. Uh, Dan, you've been on the episode before. The folks are dedicated user base. They know you. uh, They know me. They love me. Yes. Uh, They respect you. Our our new guest on the episode, Alex, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, as usual, as we have our guests introduce ourselves, we have them pick a, a movie character in a movie that represents them as a person. Uh, what what can you tell us about yourself to our audience? It'd have to be Arnold in Commando. This is, I think, early 90s movie, and it was the first movie that back in Serbia, my homeland, we had on VHS. So John Matrix, <laughs> Arnold's character, <laughs> retired special forces there's just so many things to love. His physique, <laughs> his uh, you know, his, his like passion and love for his daughter who's been kidnapped, his physique, his like one liners. <laughs> it's just no remorse. Just no remorse. Yeah, the dude is just like off I, I love it. So I could watch that movie all freaking day. Yeah, Commando, Joe Matrix, Arnold at his finest. Very relatable. sweet so the movies that we have watched uh today that we're gonna talk to you about and so this movie studio the asylum they've actually made over 200 movies uh they also make the claim that they've never lost money on a movie before i think that's because their budgets are so low uh the movies that we decided to watch were nazis at the center of the earth transmorphers atlantic rim and titanic 2 so we're going to tell you all about the, the plot, the character arcs, the, the, the cinematography of these movies, uh, in-depth analysis uh, that you expect from the quality of this podcast. Uh, only on San Antonio, we have a podcast. Uh, so first up, uh, Dan, you are going to take us through Nazis at the Center of the Earth. So please let us know what this movie was about. Oh man, I wish I could say it's my pleasure but uh, but it's it's totally not with this particular uh, uh, piece. Uh, yeah, it really makes me feel great uh, just to be of, of German descent. Uh, <laughs> this this movie. Uh, okay, so just to give a, a brief synopsis, uh, basically, um, in in the last days of the war, a small group of Nazi soldiers manages to retreat uh, deep underground with a with a strange machine. Um, and then it kind of it cuts ahead, and there's a bunch of scientists uh, in the Ant- Antarctic, and uh, and uh, a couple of them get suddenly disappear. They get captured, and um, and the rest of them mount like a rescue, and then they get captured as well after discovering this like deep underground sort of um, sort of uh, uh, habitat, sort of temperate, warm environment. It's like deep underground, but for some reason it has a sun. 
Yeah, there's a sun shining <laughs> shining through ice, even though the ice no, would be impossibly even... thick. Like, it, it's ice. So but... the, sci- the scientists are captured by the Nazis? Yeah, they're captured yes. by the Nazis, and the Nazis are all wearing, um, like, masks, like gas masks and stuff. Are they the uh, same Nazis, or have they, like, been so, reading? So, so it's it's revealed. Okay, so, what ha- so then, then what happens is it's revealed uh, that the Nazis have been harvesting uh, s- the skins and organs of, of their captives... And they basically graft it onto themselves uh, to prolong their lives. Um, and so basically it leaves them looking really uh, hideous and deformed, sort of like Nazi zombies. Like, that's that's what I thought when I saw it. It's, you know, it's creepy as hell. Uh, so, okay, for any Star Trek fans out there, they're basically the Vidians, which is a, a race from Star Trek Voyager. Does anyone get and, the reference? No. And, and, well, okay. Well, I'm sure someone out there will get it. But basically they, they graft... They, 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 they harvest the, the skin and, and other organs and it prolongs their life and that sort of thing. Um, uh, so yeah, and then about, about the halfway point, um, they basically resuscitate uh, Hitler. Of course. Uh, using, yeah, and who's, who's basically um, like a like It was a just robot. his head in a jar. Yes, it was his head in like a jar on the giant killer death, like death robot. <laughs> yeah. uh, Did he look like Mr. Freeze? He looked worse. No, uh, no. It, this, the CG was particularly bad. It was so bad he couldn't even. The actor couldn't turn his head because <laughs> if he turned, then I, I assume they couldn't animate him anymore. So right. just if he had to turn, like the whole robot would have to like turn around. Yeah. So it was. Uh, it, it was pretty bad. Oh, and then the, and then it kind of ends off by um, uh, the the Nazis uh, have this like flying saucer this arm this super heavily armed and armored flying saucer type thing ship that just suddenly takes off and they they blast they have like laser guns and super high technology and they blast through the ice and go to the surface to reconquer the world now now that they've got hitler back uh they 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 are like okay now we can reconquer the world um yeah it was uh, uh it was it was really bad um and uh, so, if I were to describe this in three words, I would call it um, a horrid, nonsensical mess. Uh, uh, like the writing, acting, plot—it's—it's it's all terrible. It was—it was—it was worse than I expected, and uh, it was—it was different than I expected. I thought it would be so. So, Paulo, you also watched this. So, uh, I went into it thinking that it would be like a, a really cheesy, corny action adventure type. Yeah, I thought at, at the very least I would be able to laugh at it. But it's just—it's disturbing. It—it's just no. It's—it's it's boring. It's worse than disturbing. It's just boring. It's, like, it's boring, but there's there's some disturbing points to it. Uh, like yeah. the okay, so I have some stuff I sort of jotted down was like my worst, the worst scene. Um, Is it I when think, they pull the guy's face off? Oh well, that that was just that was funny actually. I laughed out loud. <laughs> so so at the okay yeah so they 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 the first couple of scientists they capture, which leads to the rest of them mounting the rescue. So who's the he main rips, like? Who are we following through this? Oh, okay. Story? So there's, there's, there's. Uh, I call him um, Doctor Bad Guy. He's, he's. This is the protagonist. This is this. This is the antagonist. Okay. He's basically. The he, he's like the, the German Eichmann, doctor, right? like the Eichmann, because Eichmann was like the doctor back in World War Two that was put on trial. Yeah, who, who does he all, these all the experiments, crazy experiments, the hideous, yeah, yeah. hideous <laughs> experiments. Yeah. So, so this is what That's I was going to say. Yeah. Yes. So this, this is what I was going to say is that it wasn't this action adventure sort of thing I was expecting. It was like almost like a gory almost like horror in a way because because yeah, it was, I guess. like it was it was like almost like a slasher in a way because you see people's like shows, faces get ripped it off it just shows the scientists get killed one by one yeah and there's 
absolutely nothing else. Like there, to there's the movie. no there's no point to a, like <laughs> half of it. How are the practical effects on when people die? Like, is uh, this bad CG? Is a bad practical effect? It's, it's bad. So so when when like the one guy's face is ripped off, it's bad. It's practical effects. Like it's all red. Like it just you know it's it's like raw face with or no skin on it. There was like the girl who they um they like took her brain out, and the- <laughs> okay right. So this is how this is how they resuscitate. This is how they bring back Hitler. Uh, uh, they they they're like oh we need stem cells and and this this machine that it shows at the beginning that they sort of take with that them was the to point the of the machine yeah that was the machine the machine <laughs> they 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 basically they basically take stem cell like raw stem cells and they inject it because it's in like a syringe that they've extracted and yeah. then they then they inject it into the machine and then that's supposed to just magically make Hitler sort of wake up <laughs> on the on the robot body uh, and so they try that with a brain like like stem cells right from directly from the brain. And then what they do, then they, then it's revealed like five minutes, two minutes later, that one of the female characters is pregnant. So that then the one character, the one evil scientist is like, with like a baby like, Hitler or like, no, no, what just is like she the pregnant fetus. with? Just, she, no, 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 pregnant just, before they went down. Before they went down there, oh. so it's like the fetus is in her, and yeah. then suddenly the, the evil scientist is like, wait a minute, we'll we'll just use a, a vacuum cleaner type type device. <laughs> I feel like it was a vacuum wow. cleaner because of the low budge, but he has like this vacuum cleaner and he like. It shows her lying there, and she's like screaming, like ah, you know what I mean. And a blanket over, her so you can't like actually yeah. see it. They can't but he basically it. sucks out the fetus oh my God. to get the stem cells from the fetus. Are they the like fetus. super stem cells because it's a fetus? That, well, that, that's the that's the science <laughs> that they mention. Like, oh, apparently a, a fetus uh, stem cells are more potent or whatever. So then that's what works. That's what brings Hitler back. <laughs> and uh, oh my God! But but no, I feel like the worst scene is the rape scene. Oh yeah. So so before whoa, that, whoa, whoa. before that there's a scene where one of the other female characters, how many scientists was there like eight maybe? There were okay, there were like eight or nine scientists eight or nine, and yeah. maybe three of them had like speaking roles. Yeah, like <laughs> right. So we will we'll maybe get into a couple of the main characters yeah, in a yeah. minute, but but basically one of the female scientists uh they're taken to this room and what's re- so bad is they mention uh, the they're getting showers, right? They're like, <laughs> wow. oh, so you the, to the three female characters, uh, they're like scientist characters. They're they're like, oh, uh, we need to take you aside for showers, and you know, that's uh, considering it's Nazis, it's like, oh my god, as I'm watching it, and then all of a sudden they take them to some room. Yeah, they take them to some room, and all of a sudden one of them is like grabbed and dragged aside, and then like four or five uh, zombie Nazis basically like. Well, one, one of them and... like starts like intimidating her, and then he like cuts her shirt open. And right, then... it shows them pull out. A, he pulls out a knife. He pulls and he it, cuts yeah. out or, or cuts off her shirt. Or yeah, and then Presumably I was... there's no actual nudity. In there. No, there is. You see yeah, her you boobs. See, you oh, see her really? boobs. And I was like, th- this whole scene, I was like, please don't do this for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. if you're an Let's actress, save it for <laughs> so oh, make make Why? it worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it for this movie. But no, she does, and then she gets raped by four Nazi zombies. Um, it's just really. It's, it's, so, it's just really weird. This, this takes me really out of mind comfort zone. <laughs> so this movie is actually playing in the background. This scene will pop up at one point. Is what you're saying? Oh uh, no, we passed it already. Oh, okay, good. Wait, we, we, we this did? Yeah. Oh shit. But um, uh, also so. Uh, so also there's uh, I, I have to mention that one of the uh, scientists, um, like the main characters, he is. Uh, if you have ever seen Starship Troopers. He's the like the jock guy that uh, makes friends with uh, Rico, and he gets his yeah. hand uh, stabbed in, in in by the drill instructor. And you remember this? Oh guy? my god, it was that he's guy, like, the blonde a, guy. Yeah, he's yeah. like a really dumb guy. He's like 
Hey, man. I thought our main character was the dumb guy in Starship Every... Troopers. Oh, well, like another dumb He was like dumber. He was that. That was the whole point of his he was, character. He was the blonde guy. He's big and dumb, yeah. and he's like. I'm gonna hey. have another Starship Troopers uh, crossover later on in this episode. Oh, okay. Ooh. But that he was actually so he plays the head scientist in this movie, but he's the same guy as he was in Starship Troopers, <laughs> where he's supposed to be a brilliant scientist, but he talks like, "Ha we're in uh, Antarctica, dude," and like, <laughs> like an idiot. He just he sounds like the dumbest person alive. Dude has one gear and that's it. Yeah. yeah. And um, it turns out that he's like in cahoots with the Nazis. So he's the he, one he's, that... He, lured... He's the one that, l- that led them all down yeah. during the rescue wait a sec, mission wait a sec. to how get ma- captured. Okay, how many... I know this sort of might be a theme for all the movies, but like how many twists would you say there are in the Nazis? Uh, really or... just that one, yeah. I would say. It, that's the only twist. Is, is, just is, that is, he's, is, yeah. yeah, he's he plays off as being like you know one of them and one of yeah. the good guys, and all of a sudden, when the Nazis capture them, when when they descend to the center, you know, yeah. to the to the Nazi base, the Nazis surround them, they capture him, and then he just sort of steps up and says, "All right, Heil." You know. <laughs> so, as to my original question, who's the protagonist of this film? Okay, so the protagonist, you, uh, I there, it's a scientist guy that yeah, I don't even know his name. Yeah, I I can't uh, I can't recall it's his pretty, name. Pretty like par well. for the course in terms of. Yeah. the main characters but like like in in the beginning of the movie it's established that he has some beef with the main uh scientist guy like the head scientist who, who he, the guy who portrays them yeah yes. because he like caused a bunch of deaths before so he's like Wh- which I, I won't have that um on this base blah 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 yeah they have this little this little like scene where they're he's confronting him yeah and, and it looks like a, a classroom where like the rest of the scientists are sitting at desks and then they're watching this fight go on and they're like oh my god they're like gossiping like like little children, but and then later in the movie, the the Nazi guy is like, "We brought you down here because you're the most brilliant scientists of your field." And we're like, when did this happen? Yeah, when did this happen? And that only becomes a thing for five minutes. Yeah, they they, they do like some some ex- because they're like, "Oh, we need you to to keep us alive." Yeah, to, like to help. That was the whole be- reason. Why that's the were... whole reason. And then they forget about that in five minutes because then that then, the hit, then Hitler. Yeah, then they start killing them one by one, and then the Hitler thing gets re- <laughs> resurrected. I think that's a theme of these movies of. Setting stuff up that never gets paid off. Yeah. At least in the movies I watch. For sure. 100%. And like non sequitur transitions and like unnecessary scenes and dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll let right. you continue. And, and the main, right. And the, and the main character, again, we can't, we can't recall his name, but the main, the main sci, the, the good, the good scientist guy, um, his girlfriend ends up joining the oh, Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> Right off the bat, the Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah, well, no, she she joined because her. she was of German descent. Right. So oh, the, 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 the 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 doctor the doctor bad guy like the evil Nazi uh, scientist guy yeah. who cuts people apart. He was gonna cut her up because he ca- they captured her at the beginning. Yeah. But then he stops because she starts like speaking some some German and is like he's like oh you're you're German descent. No no uh, she, yeah. She said something about like um how their uh, their soldiers like looked like they needed some treatment or something. Oh yeah, and then he suddenly he's like he's, you're, he a, you're a doctor. Yeah, he's like you're a doctor, <laughs> and he pauses with the scalpel and he's yeah. like ready to cut her. And he's like ah, oh. and then and then all of a sudden then when we see her next once they capture all the rest she's of them, in a German she's, in, she's in a German uniform, <laughs> wow. and he's suddenly she suddenly his like right hand. A gal type yeah. thing and it's like what the but fuck? it's so weird how that happens because so the guy that she gets captured with he's the one who gets his like his face torn off and then she she escapes from her cell and she sees him and she's like oh my god they're like it's gonna be okay i'll take care of you and then they catch her and then that's when they put her on this bed and they're like okay uh we're gonna cut you up now 
And then she starts talking about like, oh, your your soldiers need treatment. But she's saying it in the most like matter of fact way. Like she doesn't care about it. It's like she's totally fine with everything. Her friends, like <laughs> his face is gone. Um, dude, that, that guy needs um, some... She's saying all these science things uh, just with no care in the world. So you're saying this movie had bad acting? <laughs> no. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, sure. maybe maybe some bad acting. Uh, no. It yeah. was, so it was is the moral bad. of the movie all Germans are Nazis? Is that, and they're bad. Uh, well, what did you learn from this movie? What did I learn Not from this to watch uh, this movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, don't watch this movie, everyone. This movie's particularly bad. Um, I don't know if anyone out there has ever watched uh, any uh, M- any MST three K any Mystery Science Theater three thousand episodes. Uh, this this movie really reminds me of one of the worst of the movies that they lampoon. This movie's fucking awful. <laughs> what would be your ratings out of ten? Uh, no, can zero. I can I go negative? Like it's bad. Uh, give like, it a negative. solid nine. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, a negative nine. <laughs> Wait, sorry. I'm I'm looking at because again it's playing behind us. So I'm remembering that the guy who gets his face taken off, um, at the very beginning is. of the movie, he gets his face and all his skin taken off at the very beginning of the movie. At the end of the movie, they come when they're trying to escape. They come back to him and he's still alive. And he's like, kill the me. Table. He's like, kill me. Kill yeah, and with another scientist guy. Like I mentioned, how there's like nine of them and. Like three of them have speaking roles. There's one scientist who doesn't speak through the entire movie, and he's like one of the last two people to survive. <coughs> it just like none of this makes sense. I was really mad that I had to. Watch I wonder this. if like because you said his face is ripped off, right? Yeah. And he's he's still alive at the end. Do, is he still alive when the movie ends? Like, does he like make it out of the base? He yeah, you how know does the movie end? He very well. No, no. Wait, they kill him, right? Yeah, they 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 oh, kill okay. him. They kill him off. Uh, how does the movie? So so basically, um, uh, one of the other characters uh, ends up um, detonating a grenade on the bridge of the of the flying saucer thing, which is now basically taking out any any uh, fighter jets. Like the 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 world starts sending like fighter jets to try to attack the flying saucer <laughs> without any prompting. Like With, they just right. happen to saucer send- come from. Well, the, the the Germans, the the Nazis. Sorry, I want to call them Nazis. Uh, they, they, they 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 had this flying saucer all along, which is they, actually they one of the things the that cut that that jumped into my head. It's like, wait, if you had this fucking flying saucer all along, <laughs> why did you wait to re reanimate Hitler? We all know what happened I, last time Hitler led the Nazis. So <laughs> why didn't they just attack the Earth That's... without Hitler anyway? Um, so yeah, they're flying around. They're like blowing up with laser beams and all kinds of shit. Um, anyone that's any anyone trying to take them out, uh, one of the characters detonates a grenade on the bridge of this thing. It crashes. The last two char- good guy characters, um, the the scientist guy who we can't remember, the, like we don't know anyone's name. Yeah, we don't know anyone's <laughs> names because it, it was like totally irrelevant. And and uh, and his the girlfriend the girl who, who, who joined first, the joined yeah. the Nazis she 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 switched back she switches back because yeah yeah she switches back so the two of them manage to escape uh, and then and then robot Hitler of course escapes the uh, the crash of the flying saucer and then there's like an epic fight and then there's the like this fight oh and they 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 beat Hitler by injecting um, uh, flesh eating. Disease like into one of his like orifices, like into one of the the pipes, the, the pipes of the of the robot suit, and so he just kind of goes like ah, 
and then he like falls in suddenly this chasm just opens up beneath him for some weird reason and he falls in wait so this flesh-eating uh disease uh i just remembered the way that they discover that there's flesh-eating disease in the vicinity the when they're on the uh uh when they're on the uh the u the ufo whatever the flying saucer, saucer yeah. they they like they they run into like this area where all the missiles are stored and then they one of the soldiers attacks them one of the nazis and then they kill him by like stabbing him with what was loaded onto the missile oh or right and they're like oh my gosh and the so missiles he, are all loaded with with flesh-eating yeah. disease no but the thing chemical. is they they stab him with it and his head explodes and they're like that was flesh-eating disease <laughs> like that's not how flesh-eating disease works <laughs> and then that's how they kill hitler but like just this movie and then so and then bad. they kiss then then oh no 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 <laughs> then 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 the guy then the guy's like oh here and he opens up a, a box and a ring is in it he proposes what? to her remember they're sitting there in the snow no. right after they kill hitler it's the last 60 seconds of the movie the guy proposes oh, let's turn it off already i no, i actually i stopped paying attention no for real he proposes to her and opens up a box <laughs> with a ring in it and that's how the fucking movie ends maybe dan saw the extended edition uh, maybe <laughs> oh man Okay, uh, I didn't, yeah, I stopped paying attention wow. well. Uh, so, Alex, me and you haven't seen this movie. Do you feel like you understand what happened in this movie at all? <laughs> I, I, I actually, on, on that note, I just want to say to, to whoever's listening uh, that we are, for the most part, very sober. And I know this sounds like lunacy. Like, it sounds like two people just talking about nonsense. <laughs> but I dare you to watch this movie or these movies and try to review them Nothing yourself. will make sense. You will sound like a blither. You might be institutionalized when people hear you talk like this because that's what these movies do to you. They It'll make be no sense. Hour. It'll They're be not an hour funny. and a half, hour and a half that you'll lose of your life that will just be gone forever. It's just impossible to even articulate. It's hard to talk about these movies. Yeah, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, this movie doesn't make any sense to me. But the movies I watched also don't make any sense to me. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to stop that there. Uh, for our first kind of uh, break <laughs> segment here, uh, we got a bit of a treat for you here today. Uh, usually we have a... Uh, a getting to know you segment uh, of our session uh, and for this Dan has elected to go something that we've asked a couple guests here uh, uh, instead of questions he's going to go we're going to reenact a scene um, and Dan I'll let you tee up the scene of why you chose it and anything you want to say before we actually get into it uh, alright so um, uh, unlike the movie we just talked about uh, I think this is a movie that everybody's seen uh, Pulp Fiction it's fucking amazing uh, and everybody knows this scene. It's um, it's uh, Samuel Jackson uh, doing his whole what scene near the beginning. Um, so we're just gonna. I'm just gonna kind of um, uh, you know reenact this scene with a, with some help from a couple of the fine fellows here. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Get it, to, get it to character. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, wait, let's start again. All right, let's start again. Okay. Vincent. We happy? Oh, we happy. Look, what's your name? I got his name, Vincent, right? But what's yours? My name's Pitt, and you ain't talking your ass out of this shit. I just want to know, I just want you to know how sorry we are about how we fucked up things between us and Mr. Wallace. When we entered into this thing, we had only the best intentions... Oh, I'm sorry. Did that break, break your concentration? I didn't mean to do that. Please, continue. I believe you were saying something about 
best intentions. Uh, oh, oh, you were finished. Well, allow me to retort. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? What country are you from? What? What ain't no country I know. Do they speak English and what? What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Yes. Then you understand what I'm saying. Yes. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Well, he's... He's black? Go on. And he's... He's bald? Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? No. Then why you try to fuck him like a bitch? I didn't. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, Brett. <laughs> you tried to fuck him. Marcellus Wallace don't like to be fucked by anyone except Mrs. Wallace. You ever read the Bible, Brett? Yes. There, there's this passage I got memorized. Seems appropriate for this situation. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of the darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon you. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Rest in peace, Brett. Uh, welcome back to uh, Houston. We have a podcast. Um, moving right along to our next piece of shit movie that I was forced to watch. Just last night, um, Transmorphers has... You'd think it has something to do with Transformers, but no, it doesn't. It's not, you can't even call this a knockoff because, I, sorry, I'm just getting really mad <laughs> thinking back. Um, so I'm going to do my best to explain um, what went down in Transmorphers. Um, where do I begin? Okay, so the movie starts... First of all, I, I think it goes without saying that none of this is going to make sense. Much it's a given problem. If, if you've been listening thus far, I think you have a good idea of what, how much sense these movies make. But uh, basically, um, there's a... Oh, okay. It explains how like the world gets destroyed because there's like this, uh, an invasion of robots from outer space. And uh, humanity has to go underground because... Decepticons. They, they took over the world. No, they're not. <laughs> Sorry, on that note, just uh, as a side, it's called Transmorphers, but there's no reference throughout the entire movie to them transmorphing, transforming. <laughs> like, they, trans they, they change the robots. They change, but they change from a robot to, like, a robot with a gun. <laughs> like, it's... It, but that's... So, near, so they so morph guns. Before you get too much into this, uh, I made predictions for each of the movies that I was going to watch. I thought I was going to be watching Transformers, and I didn't. So I ended up having some predictions that I still don't know about. But looking back on it, I think most of my predictions were based on that I assumed this was going to be a ripoff of Transformers, which 
these movies actually come out the same week that the movie they're ripping off comes out. So the people who are making these have no idea what the movie they're ripping off is actually about. So the predictions I had... <laughs> well, sorry, really quick about that. It, they didn't even try to, well, to rip com- it off. It's They rip off the title and that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I made the prediction that there was going to be someone who was in school that was probably played by like a 30 plus year old actor. No. <laughs> uh, I thought there was going to be a ripoff of Bumblebee, of like somebody who can't talk. No. Uh, I don't remember my other predictions, but it was all based on like a ripoff of Transformers, and I'm getting the impression that that was not the case. None, no, none no. of your pr- predictions were Car- Carson, we're going to ask you to transmorph your predictions. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, this, and, and to your Sorry. point, I think, I mean, the cartoon's been around forever, so they, they would have known what Transformers do. But like Paul <laughs> yes. was saying, this is not fucking Transformers. It's not about. It's not even about the robots. The ro- it's no. just people in a world, like in a destroyed world, and there's robots there trying to kill them. Like that's the essence. So, of so the gi- movie. giant robots. Giant right? robots. Yeah. Giant robots, like on the surface, roaming around. They kill you if they see you. Yes. Type they thing. attack. Like they can read your mind. For some reason, like certain people, they can read their minds, and that's how they like every time the humans try to like make a plan, just one of them gets their mind read, and then the whole plan goes to shit. The, these robots are named like a, a an acronym of like a combination of letters that don't stand for anything. If you've ever seen uh, uh, War Dogs, like A E Y, they're uh, the the business of okay. No, I'm getting too far. Sorry, I'm getting too far off on a tangent. But basically, so. Um, the movie's about the like the humans are underground. They're trying to like find a way to defeat these robots. Um, there's like a whole backstory about um, this this revolution. I think I've tried really hard to remember <laughs> what happened. Like there's there's a backstory of a revolution of like within the humans. Like there's a, a civil war or something because they had like different ideals and they touch on that a bit. And then there's um, there's like a love story. There's like a three-way love story between like the the ch- so the the main chancellor or like the the general of the humans uh she's this lady who uh is in love with another lady who's like a soldier um who used to be married to our protagonist who is who was the leader of the revolution and I call like, like John Connor. Uh no. <laughs> it's it's not like John Connor. I call this guy um Irish hero, because um, he has a very strong uh, is Irish accent. I think he's a, yeah, it's an Irish accent. But I, I did a little bit of digging. Um, <laughs> I actually spent two minutes on his IMDb page. Oh, good, good he's for you, actually, man. So in the movie, he's Warren. Um, his name is Warren. His name is Warren in the movie, <laughs> yep. but he's actually his his supposedly his real name is Matthew Wolf, and he's a get this, a London-born theater actor with a law degree. He's got a fucking law degree. I, I so don't know just, why he's he, doing these he movies. He spent his weekends. For yeah, and supposedly he's had like a pretty good run of like Broadway-esque shows in London. With like the, the likes <laughs> of like Robert Pattinson from Twilight and stuff. What? So, oh yeah, I, I went deep. Like I creeped the shit that, out of this guy. Okay, see that Because I just it, don't get why he's in this movie. Exactly. That makes it even worse. So hard. Yeah, like, why would he do this? Yeah. Every, every actor in this movie either acts like a robot or they have like a caricature where they're like this is your character like it's like the director told them this is your character you're you're really cool and then <laughs> yeah. they, they like, tried like a to... one dimensional it was like, like a high school like perspective of like okay i'm gonna be really cool 
uh, I'll like smoke or something. And I'll use like weird slang that no one uses anymore. That's pretty consistent with like the other SNL. Yeah. And uh, like, there's this one girl um, who's like really in support of the um, the main Warren. Is you remember the girl with the like the red wavy hair? Yeah. And she had like a kind of weird looking face. Yeah. Uh, she, I think she was supposed to be like another like cool girl instead of uh, rather than cool guy, but she came off just as like trying to be seductive, and it just felt like the whole movie she was on E. And like that's how she delivered all her lines. <laughs> the actress may have. Maybe I don't know. That's how they survive. <laughs> we do not judge on this podcast. Hey, whatever, hey, whatever got you through uh, filming. But um, so the, the the movie begin or like we get a little bit into the movie, and then the the leaders send like a team of a, a squad uh, to do something. It's not clear what they're trying to do. A squad of soldiers. They go above ground. It's in the pouring rain. They have like they're they're all, they're all geared up. Um, and one thing that really bothered me was that they're all wear, they, have, they all have goggles. And it's pouring rain. You can see it's really hard for them to see. But none of them put their goggles on. And I'm thinking, like, you're in a thunderstorm. If not now, when are you going to put your goggles on? But that's, that's not important. They just get destroyed by the robots because one of them gets their mind read. And then this prompts the, the leaders to be like, okay, we need to revive this guy who's, like, been frozen. The... the, the um, the Warren. hero yeah. Warren, yeah, Irish Warren. Yeah, yeah, he was like a la Demolition Man. He was frozen because he was a criminal. <laughs> uh, they revive him, and they're like, he's the only guy that can do this because, for some reason, the robots can't read his mind. He thinks too much like that. He's too, he's too much of a cold bastard. Yeah, he's a robot himself. Oh man. Well, <laughs> wait, we'll get what? to that. Wait, 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 wait. So we've seen the robots at this point. Yes, we see. Like? Oh yeah, we we see them from like the first scene. Yeah, right? I mean it's like it's like fucking shit. They CGI. look like, like shit. Like this is, I mean, okay, this is two thousand nine, but hand to God, this reminded me of like late nineties, sitting with my nerd friends who were like exploring three D Studio Max. Like, this <laughs> looked like uh, it was just it was so shit. It was like well before two thousand nine, and yet the movie was made in two thousand nine. So the robots look like garbage. They look like uh, it, it looks worse than Contra. If you ever played Contra yeah. on the Super Nintendo, some kind of Mecha Warriors. Uh, yeah, it looks like, yeah. like a high school production. Like literally, not just the robots. Actually, I'll expand this to like the whole shooting, uh, like the whole uh, production value of the entire movie. It it looks like a high school production. Um, but uh, sorry, yeah. They so they revive the leader, and yeah. then the next, uh, the next. 30% of the movie is, like, in the base. And it's just about the conflict between, like, how everyone... Or people either hate the hero because he led this revolution or his team that he's selected um, loves him because they believe in what he believed in. Which is not really clear. Like, I don't I don't know what the... Rev do you know what the revolution was for? Like, why he rebelled against his government or whatever? Yeah, I, I think it's, like, so... Like, it's funny you mentioned, okay, so you mentioned Demolition Man. There's definitely that reference because they're, you know, reviving somebody from yeah. cryogenic, right, to bring him back. But there's also this element I got of, of like, uh, Matrix with the whole Zion thing, right? Because yeah. hum humanity is, like, um, chased underground. They're protecting their city, and the robots, their whole mission is to try to get into this city, figure out where it is, the coordinates, and then break in. So I think the revolution between, at least amongst the humans, was probably around you know, how they should govern themselves. Okay. Right? Because there were different ideas on how yeah. to govern. 
And this guy, our, our fellow Warren, we can tell he's a bit of a renegade. He's a bit of a badass. He's got that Irish <laughs> He's flair, supposed you know? to be a badass. Oh, he doesn't fucking listen to anybody, right? Like, <laughs> like this guy. He yeah. trains his recruits by telling them to hit him, and then he just beats them up. <laughs> and I find in, in, in both movies that I watch, that's how our main like protagonists build credibility with the audience. They have to kick the shit out of somebody in like a very confident way. <laughs> and then the audience is expected to go, oh, yeah, I trust him. I don't know. They know what they're Maybe doing. Maybe for like daddy issues. But. <laughs> yeah. So um, he, he puts his team together, this badass, and um, they they embark on their mission, which again is, I think it had to do with uh, uh, capturing a robot and then reprogramming it or like taking its fuel to make it blow up the other robots. So, so they had a plan. They had a plan. Sort of. It's not clear what that plan is. <laughs> they send his team uh, above ground. They go and they do the things. They they just get into All the like things. they they get into a fight with robots and um, uh, it's it's not quite clear what happens from this point. Um, they get <laughs> a lot of shooting back and forth. It reminded yeah. me of Laser Quest. Like when yeah, we that shit. no, it did actually. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of. Uh. So his team gets split up and. Um, they they try to like oh man you're going to have to help me here cuz like they're trying to grab like the fuel cell yeah. from one of the robots right and i think once you have the fuel cell you have to keep the robot alive that's a trick right but oh my but, God. but what makes this complicated is if you keep it alive it has a tracking device so think about it you're going to keep it alive and then you're going to try to bring it into your base but because of the tracking device the other robots aren't going to know where it is why do you so, need to keep it alive they need to keep it alive because that's how they can get this fuel cell. Because the moment the robot is dead, the fuel cell has an automatic shutoff. Okay. And they need this fuel cell in order to... Was I think, like to blow up their base? Or? Either to blow them up or like reprogram them, right? But I think like what they figure out in the end is... Do you want to reveal the twist? The twist? Yeah. Um, so apparently, um, through some sequence of events, they need like another robot. They, they get one of the robots with a fuel cell. And then they need another robot... To transfer the fuel cell into or something, yeah, something to take like it into lines. their like headquarters, like yeah, the main tower, yeah. And then they were like, "If only we had another robot." And then their their like head scientist is like, "Well, I I had like I I made a really really good one a long time ago, and I made him too perfect. He doesn't even know he's a robot, and oh. it's the main character <laughs> is a robot. Warren, the Irish guy, is a robot. It's the yeah. machines couldn't read his mind, not because he was a cold, hard bastard, but because he's a robot. He's our actual robot, and for some reason, the robots can't read each other's minds, just humans' minds. Right. That's not explained, but basically, um, so it, that sets up the whole like big sacrifice for like the 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 hero. He's like, okay, I can I can save the world because I'm a robot, um, and then it, it it just leads to him basically like going to the base, and then he they they blow up the base. Oh, so they win, the humans win. They do the humans yeah. prevail. I mean, like I I just wanted to speed through the plot because it's <laughs> not it important. Sound, it sounds painful just because. So the guy who's a robot, he ends up still being on the good people. Side. Yeah, he oh, finds yeah. out he's a robot. He has like an ex- ex- existential crisis for about. 30 seconds and then he's like okay i can do this uh take me to the base he's a true hero yeah and he's like he still loves his ex-wife who's married now to the uh to the the, the chair chairwoman oh and on that note i I sort of like the one thing that struck me okay so this movie was 
backwards in, in, in every way. I mean, the special effects were dismal. The, the plot lines, everything was garbage. Mm-hmm. But I think they were way ahead of its time in terms of uh, gender <laughs> roles and sexuality. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know what I mean? And, and they do it so casually. I mean, yes, it's done very clumsily. And, like, we have no clue what the fuck's going on. But I found them to be very progressive. And this is well before the whole Me Too movement, right? <laughs> I mean, we're talking about... Okay, so with no... You're probably wondering what we're talking about, aren't you? I am wondering. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Well, let, let me explain. Let me elaborate a little bit here. With, with no explanation, no nothing... Where at one point, the main character, Warren, goes to Karina. So Karina is the girl who's... His ex-wife. We can assume is bisexual, right? Because she is his ex-wife and she's also in love with a general who's a female. Yeah. He goes to... Karina goes, I want to join you on your mission. Your dangerous mission. And by the way, we have no pretext here who Karina's with, who she's ever been with. We have no idea. We're just... We see Karina. It was like mentioned a little bit. No, no, but he goes to her, your wife would not approve of that. Yeah, yeah. With no fucking setup. Like, we, like, okay, like, I mean, I'm as accepting as anybody, but it's like, he just casually delivers that line. Yeah. You're and he wor- doesn't bat, like, bat an eyelash. Nothing. Just, just Nobody says does. it. Oh, that's cool. No, yeah. we, we never even seen Karina and, and her wife in the same room. <laughs> like, we've <laughs> no, never seen them. You the do, same. but you don't know that they're together yet. There's zero, zero chemistry yeah. between well, that, them, connection. <laughs> There's nothing. There's absolutely, like, just the, blank oh, oh, does it does it continue that way through the whole movie? Well, here's, like, the, here, here's the thing that I noticed. Yes, okay. it does. Oh. <laughs> All right, check this out. Check this out. Now, I'm not sure if this is, like, an army thing because I've never been in the army, uh, but they refer to all the... Well, first of all, let me say this. There are much higher roles held by women in this movie than men. So women oh, actually hold higher, like they're more superior, Rank. higher ranks in, yeah. in every way. In this, you know, what's left of the the, the yeah, human like the, base. the chancellor and the general, the two highest ranked people are are women. So he, he, right, and so here's what I noticed. First of all, all the women are referred to as sir. So when that, she gives you an order, American. That's very you say American. sir, yes sir. But the sorry uh, to build on that, yeah. the thing that re- started confusing me is they they call them sir, but then. Um, the 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 wife, the general, the wife of Karina, they, everyone calls her not just sir, but like gentleman, or yes. So like, and, and, what? do you remember at the beginning they referred? Okay, so there's a secretary, and the secretary of their whole you know human state is a female, and there were somebody refers to her as Mister Secretary. Yes, you you caught that right? Yes, I, like I, I thought I was fucking tripping out. I, I had to like rewind everything. <laughs> like it was. It blew me the fuck away. So these guys are, I think they're like transmorphing like societal norms. Like these are, <laughs> no, but like they're, <laughs> they're really so casual about it and I love it. I love that fact. Like I don't know if it was done in jest, if it was part of the whole script. I actually thought it wasn't done on purpose. Like, okay, so what, what the scene we're talking about, so there's two scenes like that's it's most obvious. It's the scene where the, the chancellor or the chairman, she's sitting at her desk and then uh, someone comes to her and he's like, Mr. Chairman. And you're like, wait, what? He's, he's looking at the girl, and he, he said, mister. And then, okay, so they just continue on with the scene. And then later on, two, uh, the, the guy, the main guy, Warren, and the general are fighting in a hallway. They're, like, having an argument. And then someone comes in, they're like, gentlemen, please, stop. I'm like, wait, wait. Okay, there's, he, he said, plural, gentlemen, there's two, but there's only two people in this room, and one's a guy, one's a girl. And I was like, okay, that's so fucking progressive. So Great. either I mean, they're very progressive or, or they wrote a script, cast different people, and didn't correct And they it. didn't correct the script. That's what I was thinking. You, you make a fair point. And I, and I do want to say, like, so, okay, all of this, whatever, progressive things <laughs> are honestly destroyed by one scene, I thought. Okay? One scene 
where we're treated to all female, I'm guessing soldiers. I can't fight. Hold, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Sorry. All female soldiers, they're back in their dorm right now. They're wearing what look like to be oh, sort of God. sexy pajamas. No, no, don't and now, say it. And now they're a pillow fight. Honestly, it looks like a pillow fight to me <laughs> ensues. And it's basically the alpha female ends up pressing the beta against the wall, gets really close to her face, and basically tells her who's boss. And I thought this was... An adult, like this, this had this all the this, makings of an adult. This is where the porn starts. <laughs> this is the porn. I was waiting for that wow, 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 wow. Like I was honestly like, like all that you know, Mister Secretary and yes sir, no sir was all removed, was all deleted, was all destroyed. But this one scene where it's girls in like tight shorts, sort of like tank tops, look, they're ready to go to sleep, right? It's yeah. like a, it's like a dorm. They, you got the bunk beds, and all of a sudden there's this like pillow fight, and it's like it's it's not really a pillow fight, but it's like a. A play fight, and it, <laughs> okay, it, they were okay. They were really trying to fight. I think they were trying to really show a fight. They just shot it so badly. It what I'm like trying to say is, I, I was turned on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, to, like to build on what you were saying, you're it's it's like a Mean Girls like part of the movie, which exactly. is so weird. Like they, these girls are like apparently they're the best at what they do, and they're like soldier, like the best soldiers, and uh, they're hard asses. And then they they talk like they're ditzes in high school, and then they fight, like they have a cat fight. They literally have a cat fight, because because and I, this is not me being sexist. It's not because they're girls. It's a cat fight. No, they made it like that on purpose. Yeah, it was a like, very like you weren't trying to inflict damage to anybody. It was like a very pleasant fight. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I it might have been a, a conscious decision by the director to make a, a a cat fight, but it's just it's so weird to have the the two. Like the progressive, uh, it was the, definitely the, a lot of juxtaposition. Gen- gender identity yeah. versus uh, the per- portrayal of women. Did you ever look up who the writer and directors were? No, I didn't. Because I found for a lot of these movies, the writer and director is also an actor. Oh, honestly, which I will bring up later. I I really didn't want to dedicate any more time to this movie. Um, is just so upsetting. And and, and one thing that I'll, I'll just say, my last comment about this movie that really made it hard to watch for me, at least, it made it just stupid to watch. Is the way the voices were done. So I'm not sure if this was the oldest of the movies we watched. This was 2009, like I said. But the voices were all, I think, or for the most part, were recorded after the fact. So we're watching the actors talk on screen, but the voices are all coming from the same place because they were, you know, recorded in the studio <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. After. It made it made it so awkward. Like it's, nothing was believable. It was it was so staged. It's like, like you had a movie on the screen and then you muted it. And they're next. To and me, then you like, played the audio track on a speaker next to the. Next to the screen, yeah. it was. Really I weird. guess the microphone technology in 2009 <laughs> was just out of scope of their budget. Or they just don't really care about this movie yeah. that they're making. Probably they're not caring as a theme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Paulo, you watched both Nazis at the Center of the Earth and Transmorphers. Which one do you think was better? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or at least least bad. No, that's what it's all coming down to. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Jesus, you know what? I I think Nazis at the center of the Earth was better by point zero 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 one percent. Like, just because okay. Not only was the so I think it, it stands with without saying like the acting, the production, everything, and the the story. It it all sucks for all these movies, but Nazis at the center of the Earth looked. They tried a little bit harder to make it look like something, 
versus so, so it's trans- like a facade. The facade was sure, slightly maybe. better. Like something. I had to pick something that was better, and it looked slightly better. Because Transmorphers, like, even the camera, it looked like it was a handheld camera that they were filming. Like, even when there was just people talking, it was shaky cam. <laughs> like, the camera was moving all the time. And, so bad. And, it, like, it, everything, it looked, like, black and white. It was almost like a black and white film until, like, there was two scenes in a, in a hallway that actually had lights in it. And then you could actually see color on the people. It's just like all in all bad. I, I I think it's also important to know because it's topical right now in 2018 that you know the coal industry isn't dead because this movie <laughs> this movie was shot in a mine. <laughs> like I, I did I did actually stick around for the credits and they do thank a local mine. I think in Are California you serious? they do. Yeah, it was all. I thought shot. you were joking. No, no, I'm not fucking kidding you, man. It was all shot in a mine. I'm not sure if it was a coal mine or anything. It could have been a fucking quarry of something of quartz. I'm actually impressed that they went but, so far as to get a coal mine. It was it was some sort of mine that they saw. They it must have been in. a really small mine because they only had three rooms to work with. Like yeah. it was it was the one room with the light. Yeah. It was the one room that they changed to either have a, a desk with a light on it, or the room where the cat fight happened. My favorite room, the cat <laughs> fight room. Okay, so we'll end it off there. Um, for our next getting to know you segment. Uh, Alex, you have a bit of a quote, but before we get there, we're going to ask you some rapid-fire questions. So, again, like the end of Family Feud, we're going to ask you some questions. You're going to give some answers without being able to give much context to them, and then we will get to your, your quotes after that. So, Paulo, are you ready to go? Uh, yes, I have our questions queued up here. Uh, brace yourself, Alex. Oh, I'm ready. I want some really good answers out of you. I've, I'm expecting big things. Let's do this. All right. Ready? Are we ready? There's ready. No, there's no time. It's just... <laughs> I really do have to piss, but yeah, go. I have, I have I'm, to pee, I'm ready. I have to pee too, so right, we'll make it quick. Right. Uh, number one, Star Wars or Star Trek? Let's give you a, a softball. You know what? I'm probably going <laughs> to alienate most of the audience here, but uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of either, but definitely Star Wars. Okay. Uh, in the movie of your life, who plays God? Getting really deep. Oh, man. God would be like... I want Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. That's yeah. okay. That's yeah, pretty yeah. good. He's just yeah, like... Not bad. He's just the all-loving <laughs> god, I find. Okay. Uh, childhood movie crush. Alicia Silverstone. Mm. Uh, pick a movie character to go on a road trip with. Oh, my God. Hmm. A movie character to go on a road trip with. Yes. This is a speed round. This is a speed <laughs> round. Yeah, yeah. Um, for some reason, this is so lame. But I think the movie was Rockstar. It's like Mark Wahlberg or some shit like that. Like almost, I don't know. Almost Famous? It wasn't Almost Famous. I think it was called like Rockstar. Like I was like, I, I play in a metal band right now. So oh, okay. I, I've, I've for the longest time wanted to be like a rock star. And I okay. love music. Okay. I love metal. And I think he just plays like a really... You know, washed up, fucking hits the whole fame thing. So I want to hear the stories okay. of, uh, of rock fame. Okay. And uh, last question. Yeah. Who has the best celebrity sex tape? Well, I, I can answer this one because I've seen them all. <laughs> Finally, a question that's in, you know, in my wheelhouse. Um, well, I will say I, I saw Pamela's first, right? Garbage. I think I actually watched that one with my dad and his friend. <laughs> Uh, super awkward, super shitty tape, shaky cam. 
Um, Paris Hilton, utter garbage. Uh, now, Kim Kardashian's was great, but I think they, they put a lot of effort in it, so it kind of felt unnatural. <laughs> actually, guys, this is actually the first useful thing I will say all podcast. but the best sex tape, you have to Google this one. It's actually a Croatian pop star. Okay, her name is Severina. Severina. Um, and it's on a boat. It's in a boat. Um, and I think she was with some... In the Mediterranean, uh, eh? In the Mediterranean. I think she was with some rich guy. <laughs> and she gives everything she's doing. <laughs> she's kind of like a Kylie Minogue, but of Croatia, like of Eastern Europe, of the communist bloc. So she is famous. She's famous. Because yeah. I was going to say, like, it's... She's famous like, there. She's like famous this. over there, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, and that, like, sex tape alone, I think, booked her, like, several world tours. <laughs> Like, the effort she gives, I think the guy does very little in the whole thing. So, uh, whereas Paris Hilton's, you know, checking her phone, Pamela's drunk half the time, or Quaaludes. So, yeah, definitely Severina. I forget her last name. Just Google that. That's not what Thank I was me expecting. Later. Uh, That's a lot more d- detail than I expected. So It's, it's uh, almost like you... I have varied interest. <laughs> Okay, that was Alex, everyone. Uh, <laughs> you also have a quote from Watchmen that you want to go through, so feel free to tee it up and then uh, go through it. Yeah, it's, um, I know it's something of a, of a tradition on this podcast, and uh, this is definitely one of my favorite movies. I just I love the characters, and I honestly couldn't even think of... I knew I wanted to pick a quote from this movie, but I couldn't decide like which character, because I love Dr. Manhattan, I love Rorschach, but... You know, I kind of slept like shit last night, so I got a bit of a deeper voice. So let's do Rorschach. Nice. So here we go. Now, the timing here is very important. I need silence. We're going to go a little slow, okay? Rorschach's Journal, October 12th, 1985. Dog carcass in this morning. Tire tread on burst stomach. The city's afraid of me. I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up about their waists, and all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, Save us! And I'll whisper, No! Alright, thank you for that, Alex. Uh, and we are going to go right back to you as you lead this next segment on Atlantic Rim. Uh, which is a movie that me and you both watched, and I know we're going to struggle with under, like explaining what the plot of this movie is, are uh, as we have so far. So why don't you take it away? Well, well th- thank you, and I, and I will. And you know what? Like I will say that first I watched Transmorphers. I think I watched that on a Monday. And then Atlantic Rim I watched uh, like three days after that. So you knew what you were getting yourself into with this I one. knew it, and the bar was set so fucking low <laughs> that... Actually, initially, when Atlantic Rim started, like, I was okay with it. Like, I, I, like generally, I was okay with it. Like, I sat still in my seat. I did not fidget with anything. I did not open up other windows on my computer. Like, I actually was okay with watching this. Now, having said that, it is four years later than Transmorphers. So, Transmorphers 2009, Atlantic Rim 2013. And I will say, right off the bat, editing is sharper. It's quicker. The pacing is better. Um, I'm glad they're making progress. They're making progress. Like the, the, the effects are obviously still garbage, but way better. Like eons better than Transmorphers. This is surprising because I watched Atlantic Rim and that's the worst shit I've ever seen. Like it was fucking terrible. But you, you haven't seen Transmorphers. I did not watch. God Transmorphers. bless your soul. Okay, 
So w- w- the way I wanted to kind of take this is I'm just going to give a quick summary of the movie. Like it's it's pretty easy thing to grasp. And then just a few of the themes I want to sort of explore in it, right? But essentially, just like the original movie, Pacific Rim, we're dealing with a monster that rises from the sea. And what I like is the action starts right off the bat. So in the first five minutes, a whole oil rig is just destroyed by this like what it looks like a dragon to rise out of the ocean. <laughs> it's a great movie. Five minutes after that, <laughs> literally five minutes after that, they're fucking launching the robots. Like right away we're into the robots. Like the people are inside them, right? They're controlling That's them. That's what I loved about these movies. Like I made predictions based on like why the monsters come up, but like they don't give a shit at all. It's just monsters are here. Deal I feel, I, exactly. I feel directors in all these movies are like, here's a bunch of shit. You guys work with it. Like we're work it out. So what essentially happens is like, Okay, so the, the, the monster comes up. We, we got a situation. Fuck, the army can't do shit about it. All right, let's call these three robots. Get a team of three people. We got a guy named Red. Uh, we got this really cute blonde, uh, Jackie Moore. Oh, she's kind really, of cute blonde. She, she Honestly, like her <laughs> facial expression, I mean, she made the movie like watchable. For me at least, right? <laughs> but we got this guy, Red, who's kind of like a renegade. He's a bit of a badass. He reminds me of like a sort of... Um, What's a good comparison? He's like Red. Warren from uh, Transmorphers. He is, he is. He's, he's this like alpha male. Like <laughs> I did find him to be kind of like the uh, main actor in the first Pacific Rim, which was like okay, some yeah. correlation. Like he's kind of like that renegade badass. Charlie kind of like, Yeah. And then there's another dude I think named like Treach or something or whatever. Like that's his, that's his nickname. So it's basically three of them, right? So um, two guys and a girl. And we later find out there's a bit of a love triangle going on between them. But that's for later. Nonetheless, they get into their robots Kind of reminds me of like, yeah, it's basically Pacific Rim slash Power Rangers, whatever. They go and they, long story short, they sort of fight this sea monster. They destroy it. Then they have a little bit of a cool off period, right? Like everything is good. They're sort of like figuring out what's going on. And then they realize, and Carson, correct me if I'm wrong here, but there's an egg or a few eggs that are hatching in the depths of the ocean. And there's more sea monsters coming. I remember them mentioning something about an egg, but... Like, they never showed this visually because they don't have the effects budget for it. Um, so I kind of glossed over some of that stuff because I wasn't paying attention as much. Um, but one one thing I want to go back on is when we initially see the monsters go into the ocean. And this was one of my favorite parts of watching these movies is trying to guess where they shot these things. Uh, because each of these characters, and I don't remember their names, but I remember Red, Green, Blue. They each had, like, it's like Power Rangers. They each have a color that defines them. And then they're sitting in like a dark room and there's like a green light glowing around them. So, you know, oh, it's the green one. Uh, And I was trying to guess like, is this a a closet? Is it a van? Like, where was it shot? I think it was probably like a closet somewhere. And and if it was a closet, it was a closet in Florida. Because again, like I said before, I stayed until the very last credits (laughs) and I watched (laughs) where they filmed it. And this was filmed in Florida. That was so, actually one of my predictions that actually came true was, uh, well, actually didn't come true, but I thought they were going to rip off Pacific Rim of like, so Pacific Rim is, it has like the cultures that are around the Pacific Rim. So you have like American culture integrated with Asian cultures because it's Pacific. And so I thought that they would have Atlantic Rim, but still have Asian cultures in it because that's what Pacific Rim did. Yeah. But they actually got it right in that the part of America they show up in is like Miami and then New York. So it's like, you're actually Atlantic Rim. So it's like, they actually got that right. So good job to them. <laughs> so I have a question about that whole Atlantic Rim thing. Is it just, so it's Pacific Rim, but it's America now? It feels like, it definitely does feel like Florida. It feels like, 
but initially, I mean, like it's, just, it's like it's, Miami. It's just, it's it's just the taking name. out the whole the whole Asian side of Pacific. Oh, Rim. we don't even get the other part of the no. Atlantic Rim where it's like Europe or Africa. It's just Miami. New it's York. America. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, America. America, exactly. <laughs> And so, anyways, fast forward, these eggs end up hatching. The three robots, like our little Power Rangers, get back together. And they activate different tools. I think one of them has a battle axe. One of them has a sword. And they basically start just hitting this sea monster. And it's like 20 minutes of just... I, I honestly had a hard time watching it. Like, I, I was into this movie for the first half an hour because, like, I like how fast everything was pacing. But then it just fucking slowed down. And by the time we get to the end and we're fighting this, like, thing that just hatched, it was just, like, three annoying robots with their shitty little weapons against this giant monster. And then they figure out a way to beat it. And it's a shitty. And they win. And it's shitty. And, <laughs> a lot of and, shitty. And, so, yeah. let's back up to some of my favorite parts of the movie, Please. which uh, are the... So, there's a point where there's an initial attack. Uh, monster attacks an oil rig. It goes up to, like, Miami Beach. Uh, our main character, who is the red guy, who's kind of like the Charlie Hunnam badass renegade character, uh, he defeats the guy, uh, defeats the monster on Miami Beach, and then he gets imprisoned for disobeying orders. Uh, and there's kind of like the slowdown period where we get the characters get to talk to each other, we get our, our love triangle, which I'll get to. Um, but he gets imprisoned, but then he is told that the the bigwig society wants him to go out to like celebrate him being a hero. So we get this weird shots of our main character and our female love interest being at, it, it kind of looks like a high school prom. For taking him out of prison to be Yeah, they, a hero. they let him out of prison. There's not even a guard around him. He's just going to a high school prom somewhere. <laughs> I see, it's supposed to be like a high like gala type thing. But he's just dancing with his girlfriend at like a, a thing. Um, and there's shots of this, like, hey, we're at this high class gala intermittent with our green robot character who's like the black guy uh he's like the third character in this trio of robots he's helping victims that have just been like killed and murdered by all these like rampage so you get like gala dance you musical killed and murdered well they've been killed, killed by like rampage. alien came oh, up on the beach it just was funny you saying killed and murdered i'm exaggerating okay <laughs> but it's like it was very bizarre <laughs> to see them dancing with nice music and people have just been killed we need to help them and it's just like it cuts back and forth and it was like super weird i i would say just just backing up a little bit before just before that gala starts so he's in this prison and then his his teammates so treach which is the the, the black guy mm -hmm. and the blonde um I'm i forget her name, for Jackie Moore. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really trying here um <laughs> they show up to to the, to the prison to talk to red our, our main guy and I think this was like a 10-minute scene, and it was the most casual discussion about a party and what to bring <laughs> and, yes. like, wh and what you're going to talk about. It was – like, honestly, guys, I'll, I'll be very real with you. Uh, like, it reminded me of, like, the four of us discussing this podcast, like, a month ago. Like, like what we're going to talk about. Like, it was just like – it was – it happened. I get it. It's not fucking funny. It just, it's just like people planning shit. But it was like – I don't know why this makes the movie – and like what they this didn't have anything, anything else to film. It was just it was it was one of those mind blowing events. Like nothing really funny or interesting or relevant, but eh, it did happen. <laughs> they did talk about what to bring to the party and who you're gonna talk to when you get there. And then after the scene, uh, I think it's a little bit later. We end up at a bar with the three of them, where it's revealed that 
So we have uh, a red, our main character, and then the blonde girl who's the blue robot. They're kind of a thing. And it's revealed that the blonde girl and the green robot guy have been hooking up. And it's like kind of a big reveal. And the red guy comes back and they tell him this. And he's like, oh, that's fine. Like people make out all the time. <laughs> and, and then they make an explicit point of like, no, we had sex. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, the, ro- the, the alien's back. We need to go. This is never brought up ever again. <laughs> it's like, again, with Asylum, they bring up things and do not complete the They start armor. a plot and then no. it's just yeah. dead. No. But it's like they make a really strong point of being like, no, this wasn't a small hookup. Like, no. we, we really did this. And then they don't go anywhere with it. The other thing, and this is just a theme I've noticed in both Transmorphers and um, Atlantic Rim, and probably in a lot of these Asylum, and just based on the casting and the actors and the caliber of these actors, is... I find one thing I really have a hard time getting, and this is maybe my fault for like submitting to like cultural and societal norms and stereotypes, is that it's all your fault. It's 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 honestly it's when I hear a male voice that's too high pitched and not confident, and he's supposed to deliver some sort of important line or he's in a position of power, and I'm just thinking to myself, holy shit! Like either you could have cast somebody better, or even if you're casting the guy with a high pitched voice, like. Like, get him to take a few vocal lessons. I swear, only, like, two will help him. Because I, I can't do it when, like, somebody who sounds like a toddler who had his trike stolen goes, like, you know, they say something important, like, you know, the military has been cold. Everybody act now. And it's just, like... I, I, it's funny, because I, I, I know who you're talking about in Transmorphers. <laughs> it's just, I just... It's, like, it's like have that same guy deliver that line confidently and maybe in, like, a better voice. Just, like, the military has been called. We're doing everything we can. Instead of... The military has been called, and we're doing everything we can. So, it's, I just, so you're saying the acting was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, again, I don't want to be mean if it's like a genetic thing, but I swear, like even if genetic it's genetic thing. No, I'm saying even if you have a higher pitched voice, you know, even if you have a high, like learn to speak with confidence if you're delivering a line that's you know it's important and whatever. So I was just fucking decisive. laughing. Be play, decisive. Play, play decisive. the part. <laughs> but on that note, I will say that I've been thinking about. What it's like to be on set of these yes, movies. Yes, I thought about this a lot. You, while you thought about this. it. Now, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you come in, but here's my, my take. I think this would be one of the most fucking fun experiences <laughs> to be on it. And I'll tell you why. There's a complete lack of professionalism. You fuck up your line, who gives a shit? Let's just <laughs> roll, right? Like, like, think about it. Even comedies, like you think of Andy Samberg, Seth Rogen, whatever. There's still a lot of professionalism that goes there, right? These are people that have come through years of improv, people that have come with all kinds of preparation. There's directors, cinematographers, everything. So there's still pressure, even though it, the end product is very funny, right? There's still a lot of pressure. Because they're trying to make something good. Exactly. Whereas I think with these movies, everybody's fucking chilling on set. Everybody's cool. They're all supportive. Like, hey, you fucked up. Who gives a shit? You called a woman a mister? Who gives a fuck? Keep rolling, right? Keep that shit going. And that's something we'll that... make it part of the plot. Honestly, if anybody that has to do with Asylum is fucking listening to this right now, I will be in your movies. I will do it for fucking free. If you put Jackie Moore as my co-star, I'm fucking there. I'll fly myself to LA. I'm so down for you guys. Who's Jackie Moore? Jackie Moore is the actress from Atlantic Rim. Okay. The blonde. The cute blonde one. Uh, my future girlfriend slash wife yeah no i i'm definitely going to touch on that a little bit more when we talk about titanic too because there's some phenomenal extra scenes uh but one thing i love in and i don't know whether they did this in uh transmorphers and nazis at the center of the earth too but extras overacting of like 
there's people out there who have never acted a day in their life and they've been told that they are a background in one scene and they are giving it 500%. And it's great. Like, this I appreciate that. Yeah. There are no extras actually in Transmorphers. Oh, really? And Nazis at the same Yeah, Nazis, there. there's just Nazis, generic Nazis with gas masks. Yeah. So it's like nothing. There's actually not that many in Atlantic Rim, but there's a ton in Titanic too, and they're great. Yes, they are. We will, we'll we get will to touch that. on that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Well, Atlantic Rim, I mean, there's that one scene with, um, you know, the little girl that's burning in a hotel? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's horrible, right? It's yeah, like, there's some what? bizarre tonal shifts in this movie. This is, and, and normally, I'll tell you why this is bizarre, okay? So this is near the beginning of the movie. So we've just watched the main robot fight the sea monster, right? Now, they fought hand-to-hand, okay? Hand-to-hand combat on a fucking beach. Cut scene, okay? The monster is defeated. Cut scene, and there's devastation everywhere in this coastal <laughs> town. I have no clue why. There was no shrapnel. There was, no, there was one laser fire, but it hit like a building. But all of a sudden, there's like dead bodies everywhere. I have no clue how this happened or what oh, happened. There's so many extras lying in the street. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> right? It's great. But anyways, I, I do want to say that that the the guy who played the father of the daughter and the daughter who's who's burning in the hotel and gets ultimately gets saved. It's okay. She's alive. Um, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, little the Nicholas. They definitely like Nick Cage a few of the scenes, but it was yeah. it was good. I liked it. Yeah, it I, was I totally. Take that as a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> I think they also definitely filmed this after a hurricane or something like that hit Miami Beach, because there's shots where it's legitimately like there's cops around, there's actual disaster footage with fifteen extras lying in the street pretending to be dead. Okay, so on on this point, I do want to say something. In Atlantic Rim, I don't know if you guys noticed in the other movies. But they're using stock footage. They've paid. I don't know if it's free or whatever. They bought it from somewhere. They bought rights. But they're using stock footage, right? So, for example, they go, launch the the Navy. Launch the military strikes. Launch the airplanes. Send in the Marines. And all of a sudden, (laughs) we cut scene to, like, a stock footage of probably what is in, like, an army advertisement of, like, ships just sailing through the seas. Right? Now, what's interesting is, like, I'm a little bit familiar with this type of shit. So, I noticed how aged these are. So, for example, in some of these scenes that you mentioned, Carson... I actually saw the cars, and these cars were all from the 90s. <laughs> so these, this stock footage was purchased from the 90s, right? And also the military, like when they say launch the jets, and they show like an F-16 taking off. The fucking Navy hasn't been using F-16 since whenever. It's like it's all been updated. Since but because the Gulf it's, War. Exactly, but yeah. because it's all old 90s shit. Probably. That's what they and, they and they do again. I stuck around till the credits. They do say here's where we bought our stock footage. So they're being <laughs> honest about it at least. But yeah, it's definitely stock footage that they're incorporating. I'm getting really mad about the two movies that I had to watch because, like, they didn't even try. Like, there was no stock footage. They had jets in Nazis at the center of the earth that they apparently tried to animate themselves. Yeah. And looked like shit. Like, absolute terrible and CG. Everything in Transmorphers looked like shit. Everything. Like, Atlant- this- like, so I didn't watch other ones, but Atlantic Rim, the monsters, like, the robots were fucking awful like they were i don't know if they were worse than the ones you watched but like, transmorphers was infinitely worse like really? the, the first infinitely fucking i can't worse. imagine anything worse no. than atlantic Tra- rim so that's shocking probably tonight we're watching transmorphers me and you okay netflix oh. and chill i think you guys should watch dude dude the fact paulo the fact that you said nazis at the center of the earth was the slightly better one <laughs> than <Yeah>. transmorphers <laughs> that means a lot because that was unbelievably like, bad the first 10 minutes of transmorphers sorry to go back to this just like really quick but the first 10 minutes of transmorphers i thought it was a really bad animated film <laughs> like and there were people on screen <laughs> and it's live action and there were and there were people on screen for a, a good part of that 
Okay, so we'll end the discussion for that one there. Uh, we're going to have one last break before we get to our fourth movie, and that is our rapid-fire questions for Mr. Dan over here. So, All right. Paolo, you're going to fire those up, and then we will give you about a minute here to answer these. All right, Dan, are you ready? I'm ready, sir. We have five uh, just random questions for you. All right. These are... Uh, Actually, looking back at them, I'm not too happy with what I <laughs> wrote down. Okay, let's 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 start uh, with uh, the softball, like I did with Alex, Samuel L. Jackson or Morgan Freeman. Uh, Sammy J. Come on, easy. I know. Um, alien or Predator? Uh, Predator. Predator. I'd say Predator. Yeah. Okay. If you could control your own Velociraptor, what would you? What was the? What's the first thing you would do with your your pet? Uh, I would with get it blue. to um to storm the White House and uh what? and kill oh. um uh Donald J Trump. It's a very political answer. What was that third question? That was third. Um, uh, if you are a movie like a James Bond villain, who would your movie henchman be? If I was a James, who would my movie henchman be? Uh, like like an existing henchman or yeah, like a a a movie henchman that exists in. Um, wow, I'm uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Could be from even like any like literally any character from any movie. Maybe that made it harder. <laughs> yeah, that that, that kind of made Just it hard. Anybody. Uh yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Okay, what what would your okay let's let's make it a two part question. What's what would your goal be if you're a a movie villain? Uh yeah, come on, world world domination. World domination. Yeah. Who do you think would help you the most achieve world domination? Um. Uh. Drawing a blank. Uh. Strong person or a smart person or special skills? Oh, like yo, like a like a mind reader, like like Professor Xavier. What? Okay. Yeah, man, like Professor X. He could he could he could take over people's minds and control them. You should yeah. you should watch out though. He might decide to just take over take over himself. Take over. Yeah. yeah. Um, last one. If you had to spend, uh, if you're on a desert island, who would you spend your the rest of your life with? Will Ferrell or John C. Riley? Uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, that's nice. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, time. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to kind of end off with our last movie here. And if anyone's still listening, I just commend you for being able to get through this entire episode. Uh, this is probably almost as difficult, if not more difficult, than watching an Asylum film. Cause this is not worse. The, listening to us is not worse. This is as confident as I'll ever be. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Carson. <laughs> like we finish our ideas and thoughts and sentences, which uh, I cannot say about. <laughs> that is true. Uh, to end this off, though, I really think uh, we are ending this off with kind of the gem of the night, uh, which I'm really happy was, uh, happy was one of the movies that I watched, which was Titanic 2. Um, and this was actually what I expected all movies to be like when, uh, this was actually the first movie I watched of these Asylum movies. Um, and so when I watched, uh, Atlantic Rim after this and heard about what Transmorphers and Nazis at the center, like I was really disappointed because 
they really did not live up to what Titanic 2 was, which was a really bad movie that was funny to laugh at the whole time. Uh, but equally as bad, like production quality, CGI value, just as bad, acting just as bad. But for whatever reason, I think there's just specific moments that are fun to laugh at. Uh, so I'm hoping to do justice with that, uh, with this movie. Um, Dan, you also watched Titanic 2 here, so I'll have you help me through this. Absolutely. Uh, we're fighting over one of our favorite scenes of who gets to describe it. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, uh, but we'll get to that when we get there. The fact that you guys have favorite scenes. I'm sorry to just keep <laughs> jumping in here, but I feel like I really got the short end of the stick. Yeah, I, I cannot this really. episode. <laughs> There's no favorite scenes. I'm pretty sure I got the two worst movies of all the four. <laughs> sounds like it. Uh... I actually have two favorite scenes, so Dan, I'll give you the credit card scene. I get the ending scene. All right. Okay. So. So did you say credit card on a fucking Titanic? Yeah. You'll you'll, you'll see. You'll, you'll see. You'll, you'll, you'll hear it. Like yeah. you you boys definitely piqued my interest. <laughs> um, okay, so Titanic Two is the story of 100 years after the story of the Titanic, uh, some rich corporation has decided to build the second Titanic and is going to do the sail the opposite way around. So they're going to sail from New York to London. Um, they actually at some point got uh, like a ferry that was docked at sea because they actually had people on top of a boat. It's the only time they ever filmed at sea or anything like that. But they did have people... Uh, and we were going back to extras overacting because you see these people getting onto the boat and there's supposed to be this excitement around, oh, it's the Titanic 2. And you have these extras and it's like whoever was directing was saying... Like, make it look fucking fantastic because you have this extra and they're walking down the side of the boat and they're looking left, they're looking right, they're looking left again and they're like the most fucking interested extra <laughs> you've ever seen. Um, and then we get a kicking off ceremony where it's like it's supposed to be a champagne toast where it's the big kicking off ceremony. It's like 20 people on a boat, like a ferry that's been docked and they're drinking orange juice. Uh, it's the saddest uh, kicking off ceremony I've ever seen. Um, but anyway, to get introduce you to who our main characters are, um, our sort of main character for the first half of the movie is uh, a woman who is a nurse about this boat. Uh, so she's kind of working in the infirmary. Um, and then our second main character is the playboy, I'm going to call him like Tony Stark type figure who's kind of running the corporation that's funding Titanic 2. Um, and, and we learn later on that uh, they used to be dating, but they aren't anymore. Is it, sorry, is, is the actual ship named the Titanic 2? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, if I was one of those extras, I wouldn't be very excited to be getting... Like, That's what I was thinking. Time. It's like a bad fucking omen. Um, and, they, and they built it so it looks the same. It At least on the same. outside. Yes, it looks exactly the same on the it, outside. Like, the CGI wasn't too bad because I don't think there was a that they could have filmed that looked similar yes. like i thought the same thing especially in the harbor at the beginning i thought it looked actually pretty darn good and again this was my first asylum movie so i was like this isn't as bad as yeah. i thought like it was pretty decent um and they did build it up a little bit as like oh this is the titanic one was bad and it sank we're gonna conquer it really this time um but in true asylum films fashion they don't really spend a lot of time on setting the story up or the plot. It's just shit's going down. And the way that it's going down is a at the Arctic Circle, a chunk of the Arctic so big broke off that it's creating a tsunami throughout the entire Atlantic Ocean that it's going to wipe out every boat. 
And yeah, this happens it's, within it's, like it's two minutes. Basically, yeah, it's it's a giant, it's a big glacier, and uh, and this is a normal thing. It's called calving. I looked it up. It's where pieces of the glacier fall off. Right, this is happening all the time now, especially with global global warming. But there's calving going on. Chunks of the glacier fall off. They splash into the ocean, and in this case, the difference here is it's such a huge chunk that falls off. It creates a tsunami. Yeah. The it's it's like through the just, entire Atlantic. Ocean. Yeah, through the entire Atlantic. And it would it would destroy any boat because it's also bringing ice at like super so, yeah, fast yeah. speeds. So, so and and how they describe it is that um. Uh, the tsunami, most of the, the force is actually underwater, is how they describe it. Yeah. And But what it's doing is, yes, as Carson just said, any ice that's in its path, like any pieces of like iceberg or whatever that's in its path gets gets pushed along. So it's really the, the ice, the big ice pieces that slam into your boat, into your ship. That's what's causing the damage, is, is what they're saying. And the way this is shown in the movie is there's a surfer who's surfing at the Arctic. <laughs> At the beginning, yeah, yeah. he's just he's, near he's surfing Green, at the Greenland, Arctic, south somewhere around Greenland, or as people presumably. do. And then, like, all of a sudden, a big wave came, and he's like, "Oh, holy shit!" Um, yeah, because of the the calving, because of the this huge chunk falling off into the water. And then, government scientist man goes up to investigate the Arctic, as and as it turns out, the female lead. This is her father. Um, also, so this is the most famous actor in the movie. Uh, he played the senator from senator the original X Men movie. Senator Kelly, who oh, turns into the, like a fish man, the the big big budget, the bigot senator from X Men One was old man scientist, as I called him, who like squeezed through the, yes. the jail cell bars, yeah. yes, yeah. who became uh, the 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 what is it, the blob or something, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. they yeah. called him. So he's uh, in the entire like he basically he goes through the Arctic, shit starts to go down, and then the rest of the movie he's on a helicopter driving to the Titanic too because his daughter's on there. Um, the helicopter is definitely a van. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I, it's like, I love that. Um, so again, shit immediately goes down on the Titanic too. There's like a small announcement of like, oh, there's, there's going to be some rough waters. Immediately, everybody has gone into severe panic, which is where I loved the extras in this film. <laughs> they're tripping so over stairs. They're running over people. They're running into walls. They're screaming like yeah. all over an announcement of, there's, there's some rough waters coming up. Please stay calm. It's great. Everybody freaks out. Listen, Everybody guys. loses their minds. <laughs> I, but I, I, was, I was an extra, by the way. I'll interject here. I was an extra way back in the day for Cinderella Man. If you guys remember that movie. You were in Cinderella Pro. Man? I was in fucking Cinderella Man. Me and my brother spent the whole fucking summer in Maple Leaf Gardens. <laughs> clapping as hard as we can fucking <laughs> clap. For literally, like, yeah, it was like three or four months. Right? I so I... Yeah, but like I, I know the pain that an extra goes through. <laughs> I know the fucking food they serve at catering. It's garbage, right? So the fact that these extras are selling it so hard, um, and they, they'd be giving them even less in an yeah. asylum. Movie. Yeah, like asylum versus a Ron Howard production. Like, yeah, obviously. But. Uh, there's also a scene later on where I can't tell if it's extras or not, but um, there's an engineer in the movie, and he's trying to work his way to the engine room, and so there's a part yeah. where the boat is tipping sideways, and he's trying to like, like he's. Because it's not, you can't just walk down. You're like grabbing your way down. You're trying to like scale down like a ladder. And at the bottom of the screen, there's people falling down the boat. And I can't tell whether it's extras on a slip and slide or whether someone dressed up mannequins and just like chucked them down as soon as they could. But it's like every five seconds, like clockwork, 
there's like something that goes zooming by the bottom. So so with Cinderella Man, we did actually have dummies. Uh, I sat next to two fucking dummies <laughs> for the whole summer, <laughs> dressed exactly like me, and showing more emotion and acting capability <laughs> than I ever did. So you're the second person on this podcast to be an extra in a big movie. Who else was there? This guy. So uh, oh no way. Funny you should mention on uh, Pacific Rim. No. I was yeah. Naturally, they look for a lot of Asian people yeah, in Toronto. Oh, I uh. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we just got rained on for uh, th- a whole weekend. It's pretty. It's pretty shitty. Like in terms of money. No, like oh. <laughs> literally, like fire hoses hooked to the ceiling. Oh, okay. oh And fuck. then they just splashed cold water. Yeah. All I did was dress like I was in the fucking nineteen twenties depression era and just cool. clap, like <laughs> clap my fucking balls out, like for every time Russell Crowe like. Swung a fucking punch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so going back to the movie, uh, so shit's going down. Uh, the boat has been hit by ice. It's going down. Uh, there's explosions happening for some reason. And then keep in mind, our main character is a nurse, and her friend, who is also a nurse, has been injured in the infirmary, a place where there are medical supplies. Dan, take it over. Yeah. So, uh, so the two main characters, the Playboy guy, and uh, her name is actually, um, I think it's Amy. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Anyway, we'll go with Amy. So they 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 show up. I think it's Hayden is the guy's name. Yeah. Hayden and Amy. Yeah. So they show up like, oh, we gotta we gotta find her. We gotta find my friend. They show up and she's like, underneath some like, um, uh. Case or something or some cabinet like a bookshelf that fell like a bookshelf. So they pull it off and then she's bleeding and needs to be bandaged. So yeah, instead of grabbing bandages, which would be there because of the fucking infirmary, they're like, oh, I have a credit card. We can use this to bandage her up. But as soon as they said that, so like she was like, oh, we need to keep pressure on the wound. Yeah. Wait, do you have a credit card? Yeah, do you have a credit card? And I thought. She's gonna turn into fucking super nurse. She's gonna do something ridiculously cool that you could never do. But, but no, they, the they, they literally, Hayden literally takes the credit card out of his wallet, and then she's like, oh, we need tape, we need tape. So then they find, <laughs> then he has to like rummage through all the supplies and find tape, and then they just use it to tape this credit card on the wound. It's just like two of the corners. They just tape, and it's just like not even that much pressure, but it's just like, okay, it's on all there right, now. All right, all right, the credit card, I taped it on, That's the director told me to do this. So, and then yeah. she's fine. Yeah, then she's, so, so she wait, dies so later, but she's fine from that wound. They use a credit card to what? Stop the bleeding? To just, just, they patch just the tape wound. it onto her they chest. They tape it onto the wound as a, as a, a bandage, a credit card. And it's like, you gotta be effing kidding me. You could get like a piece of clothing, you could get bandage, just, you could just, get just literally whole, anything else. Rip off like uh, yeah. your sleeve or something. Yeah, like. And they're nurses. anything. Yeah, that, that was great. I love that part. Uh, so for the next like 20, 30 minutes of the movie, we get what I'm pretty sure is a hotel. Like the basement of a hotel where they're running, like this is their escape from the boat. And they're trying to turn any part of the hotel that they can find into a dramatic scene. There's one point where they run around a hallway and it's like, oh no, there's a wire on the floor. And there's water, there's so we can't wire. touch it. Yeah. And so there's a bar on the top of the, the hallway and he, like Hayden, who is the hero. We, we've gone from the female being the hero to the guy over, taking over as the hero. <laughs> and so he scales across like, like monkey bar style on this bar and she has to get across and she gets halfway across, which is like two, three feet worth of bar. And she's like, I can't make it. And it's just them trying to turn the most simple scene into like drama and tension. That was actually the most boring 
part of the movie for me. That was about two thirds of the way through. Yeah. The whole like we need to get traverse through the through the ship, through these like hallways. That yes, we're definitely from like a hotel or something. Yeah. Uh, that was the least interesting, even though it should have been. The I most found interesting. it interesting because I was trying to guess where they were, and so they went into an elevator at one point, and you could see there was like a lobby floor that was like lobby and then one two three above we're on a boat it would be lobby and then below <laughs> and it was like that type of thing was funny but then like so they go from the bar and like the wire on the floor screen to there's a door that must be closing um and it's like a pressure door that's super like it's going to close and so they're trying to like he wedges it open with an axe and then one of the girls is trying to figure like go through it and then the axe is about to slip so the girl who has the credit card taped on her chaps like pushes her through and then she gets squished by the door and they they really try to sell this into like the most tension they can but it's it's just a door at a hotel it's it's just it's pretty laughable so hold up a sec um i don't know if i ever watched the first the original titanic um well the first you you don't know i I, I can't remember if i watched it in its entirety but i remember like the main thing was the whole class difference between not in like, this at all yeah okay like, like that, that, that's what i'm trying to ask they, they, like, they do they do no no no. they do women and children first they do it's yeah. something they do say and then and then it looks like they're doing it oh it's but, a nod to titanic yes that's one of two nods to the original titanic movie um but yeah so they do that and there's like an asshole guy who like i think dies later yeah. on i can't remember oh, oh, oh wait 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 are you talking about the white trashy guy yeah. that tries to punch his way through okay this guy this is my favorite scene actually where this this guy is like you know he's got the long fucking brown hair and he looks like a piece of white trash <laughs> shit and he just at one point so first he shows up twice the first time is when uh, is when Hayden. So this is again. This is like the the wealthy playboy type guy who like basically owns. He's like the boat owner basically. Yeah. And so he shows up all of a sudden right after the crisis starts, and he goes, "This is all your fault." And he punches punches <laughs> Hayden a couple. He just out of nowhere punches him, and then who kicks pushes him off? Or the girl? I think it's the girl that the Amy him Amy out. pulls him off. It's just. He just yells at him. He's like, you stop. And then it's like the guy just stops. And then they run away. And then the second time he appears, he tries to... anyone's fault? I don't know. It's just... No, it doesn't make any sense. It's hilarious. And then the second time he just appears out of nowhere is to try to force himself onto an elevator or onto the the lifeboat or something. Right. The elevator to the lifeboat. And then the one guy just sort of punches him in the face (laughs) through the elevator it's like it's like the T one thousand. As it's closing, it's like the T one thousand who gets shot in the head by Arnold. You know, as he's holding <laughs> oh, the elevator. That's true. It's just like that. He punches him, and then the but the guy they're so serious. Uh, the expressions on their face. It was just it was hilarious <laughs> to this whole thing. In uh, the original Titanic, wasn't there like a string quartet that keeps playing? Yeah, no, that's not ahead? again. Okay, yeah, no, no, but I'm saying because this is modern times. Like, how cool would it be to have a fucking DJ? It just keeps spinning as they go down. There's a That'd lot be of, so fucking That would have been more entertaining, I think. There were a lot of things that could have been cool about this movie. Um, but just to so preface, many missed opportunities. So going back to Hayden, who's like our the play-by-20 star guy, who's like the rich guy, uh, we're given kind of an insight early on as to uh, parts of his character that might come up later when it's revealed that the, these two used to be dating. And then... Uh, I guess her dad hated him and like punched him and she's like oh you're always like a daddy's girl and then she says oh you're one to talk hinting that he likes his parents and it's revealed his dad just died that's Jeez. never brought up again that's just like a yeah joke yeah she's just she he's like he's like yeah my dad died and she's like oh I'm sorry and then that's it yeah no but like she does it as a joke where it's like 
oh, you're one to talk. Like, oh, you also like your dad. And then he has, like, a sad expression. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. He died. <laughs> like, it's really... Wow. <laughs> and, and this is where it's revealed that he wanted to be in the Coast Guard, but he took over the family business because his dad died. Again, setting stuff up that doesn't really pay off, except for the fact that he's a Coast Guard, so maybe he's got some good in him. Um, because the anyway, Coast Guard are all the, the good guys, right? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we're at the end of the movie. They're in like a trapped elevator. There's like a bench that's in their way so they can't get out. Uh, her dad is finally getting close in the uh, van helicopter that he's been riding on for the last two hours. Um, and then they're stuck in an elevator. There's one wetsuit and some oxygen. He says, you take this, you know, like there's only one of us. Like we don't want to share it because then we'll both die. So why don't you take it? Um, and so we get a scene that is the second not to Titanic where she lives and he drowns and freezes to death right in front of her. Uh, but right before that happens, he says like, you know, Hey, I, I can die and then you can bring me up to the surface and you can revive me. Um, so we get his death scene where he's there, he's sacrificing himself. It's really powerful. Um, you see like his hands are like holding onto her and then they let go as he dies. The dad gets there. They bring him up to the surface. Uh, they start doing CPR on him there. And it's for a long fucking time. It's a it's, long it's fucking like time that they're doing three, CPR. Three, four minutes of, of them trying to revive him. Like, literally. So, what do you think happened now? For those of you that didn't see it. I'm going to guess they saved him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if he's our hero, or he, he definitely just... comes back to life. Well, uh, really no, he there. dies and then the credits roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no literally that's what happens. They wow. don't. They, they keep. They keep showing him like lying there, like you know, his his face just like uh, or his yeah, yeah. They they keep they keep doing like showing that and then showing them and then showing him again and then showing them and so he and gets happens. two death scenes. He has like the water sacrifice scene and then he has the will he or won't he live? No, he won't. Credits roll. All the lifeboats have also been destroyed by ice. Everyone is dead except for the girl and her father. Um, Except also, for the, gir the girl and Senator Kelly. Yes. <laughs> so I looked this up after on IMDb. One of the actors of this movie, actors or actresses, was also the writer and director of this movie. And it was mm. the guy. Take a guess who it was. The Playboy guy. The, 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 nur the nurse friend who dies? The credit card girl. No. It was the guy who, yeah. got, who no. gave himself two who death scenes. Come on. Oh, of course, right. This is like the only thing that would make sense. True. I, I thought that was great that like he gave himself like the Leo DiCaprio death scene and then an additional death See, scene. See, this is the thing with these movies. Like, I what I was wondering is like, do these people are they just doing it so that they like have they can just show off or like be like, yo, I'm in a movie. And yes, then they I think that's what it is. That's that's what it is. Yo, I'm in a movie, everybody. Yeah. But then at the same time, like halfway, you you're in production for like let's say a year. Oh no! No, no way! I, no I way, a dude! Month, a matter of weeks. Month of the most. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I don't. I don't know. But like a month, like in the first two weeks, at what point do they realize like this is what we're doing is pretty shit? Are they embarrassed? Like, are they? They they know it's shit. They know it's low budget. But do they know, they know how it. shit it is? Hey, we're here recording this right now. We know what we're doing. We're not recording the best podcast on the internet, but we're still here having a good time. 
and that's why we're doing yeah, it. Yeah, but we're not spending two hundred thousand dollars to do it, dude. Apparently, they never lost money. On they movies. always make money on a movie. Yeah. I mean, we watched it. We're talking about it right now. I think maybe there's a hope on some level that something one of these just goes crazy viral. Sharknado. Yeah, right. Shark Sharknado. Right. Yep. And like, and I, and I think that sort of like revives some careers, makes them some money, makes them good money. Um, and I think that's maybe the. It doesn't even have to be the good intent. Money. They're just literally throwing like, stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks as far as like viral cred goes. They've gotten to work with some like semi-famous actors now. Like they, yeah. Mark Cuban was on one of the Sharknado ones. Tara Reid was on one of the original Sharknado. So it's like. Yeah, Mark Cuban is not an actor, but yeah, I know what you're saying. He's <laughs> like a famous person. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got to meet somebody and not lose money on it. Yeah. And like, Again, of, I'd, l- I'd love to hang out with these people. Like, one of I, my biggest <laughs> takeaways from this is, like, I can make a feature film. Like, I am not less qualified than these people. Like, I could make one if I wanted to, if they can make this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be, yeah sure. If you know how to use uh, uh, Photoshop and just put a series of <laughs> pictures together. I don't know how to do as much CGI as them. Which is like they have the lowest well, amount of CGI. We'll have to outsource. Well, part. it it yeah. does vary in quality though. So Titanic two, and this is one of the most bizarre scenes, is when the Playboy shows up on a helicopter, but the helicopter is CGI, and it's really weird because it's like, why would you have him show up on a helicopter if you don't have a helicopter? <laughs> and it's because they couldn't afford it. Obviously, it's not even like it's not obviously seamless CGI. Like it's the worst fucking CGI you've seen. And it completely takes you out of the scene. And so it's like, why even do that? You could literally do like any other scene. Where he shows up any other way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to end it there. Yeah, uh, don't, don't watch these movies. So I mean. <laughs> here's my surprise of the episode. I went on to watch four more of these after. What? Are you Holy fucking kidding shit. me, man? <laughs> I watched Avengers Grimm. Sinister Squad, <laughs> Avengers Grimm 2, which are actually all part of the same universe, with the main villain being Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> played by a different actor each time, the first movie of which was Casper Van Dien, who was the main actor in Starship Troopers. What? And I think they changed actors every time because he was too good for the sequels. Uh, phenomenal three movies in terms of how bad they are. Uh, it's like Avengers of like Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and Sleeping Beauty's like magic powers. She makes people fall asleep. Horrible, horrible movies. Um, and then I watched Triassic World, which is the best asylum film I watched. It's like in terms of like Titanic 2 is better to make fun of. Triassic World is like almost a competent movie. Huh. You see, I, I was interested in watching more of these before we got started. Like, when we were talking about the idea, I was like, okay, this these sound stupid and hilarious. I'm, I'm but about, I'm but it'll, be, it'll be, like, fun it'll hilarious. It'll be fun to watch Fun these, bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. These things. I think you watched the worst of the worst. They're yeah, better yeah. than that. Paulo, you got the, like, the short end of the stick. So. I, I, I will actually never watch <laughs> any of their movies again. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm done with this. I don't know how, how you did it, Carson. Like, how you went on to watch I think four tri- more. That's fucking insane. Triassic World has a better story than Jurassic World 2. <laughs> and I will argue that in depth. Uh, even though it's a terrible movie. Um, all right, we'll, we'll end it there. 
Um, we'll end this episode as we always do with what movie are we looking forward to coming out soon? Uh, Dan, do you have one? Uh, yeah. So this is uh, this this isn't quite uh, coming out soon. This is already ha- uh, already has come out. But uh, tomorrow I'm gonna see Ant Man and the Wasp uh, <laughs> with a friend, and uh, yeah, we even we even got like assigned seats. Uh, yeah, it's it's it should be good. It's a great movie. Well, well, I'll 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 let you guys know. Um, but the reviews from what I've heard are actually uh, decently so positive. We've already both That's watched right, this. Rosa. Uh, my alternative title for this movie is Ant Man and the Whatever. What? <laughs> uh, uh, Alex, what are you looking forward to? It has to be Mission Impossible. I think it's like towards the end of July, uh, so in a few weeks. Uh, Mission Impossible, whatever number it is at this point, six or seven. I think it's called Fallout. Fallout, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of like anything sort of a good action, good suspense. Uh, I love the fact that Tom Cruise is doing his own stunts. I mean, it makes it easier the fact that he's like four foot eleven. He can definitely get into like tight spaces. <laughs> he um, broke his ankle on this movie. Oh really? Yeah. Good. I'll, I'll pay money for that. Um, <laughs> I don't think you see it. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, you definitely. Do. Like, oh, you do. I think they left that cut in the movie. Yeah. Oh no. shit! Cool. They showed in the trailers where he like jumps off a building into another one. And then when he slams into the building, his ankle breaks. Oh, I yes, I remember hearing about that on TMZ yeah. or something. Oh, I, gotta watch I thought it would have been the part YouTube where he drives clip. a motorcycle and he gets hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing is as nuts as if you guys remember. I think it was called it was Ben Hur, right? Ben Hur, where it's like somebody died in the chariot scene, and I think they still kept it or something. What? This kept, is going back to like the, 50s like the original Ben Hur, right? The original Ben Hur. There's like oh. a chariot scene, and somebody actually died in the filming of that because they're getting like real low to the ground. So. Anyway, suffice to say, I love action. Tom Cruise is not too shabby. I, I love the little gadgets. Kind of like an Americanized James Bond. I also so, yeah. cheer for Henry Cavill. Like, yes. I, I think he can yes. do better things, so yeah. I hope he takes off. So, yeah. So, definitely looking forward to Mission Impossible Fallout. Paula, how about yourself? Uh, I'm looking forward to Black Cake Cake Clansman. Black Black Cake Clansman. Directed by Spike Lee. Um, I think it's starring the, the, the black dude from, uh, uh, Sorry, um, oh, fuck, what's it called? Sorry to Bother Sorry. You? Oh, I've heard about this movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that one either, but, uh, I think it's the same guy. Uh, it also has Adam Driver, which I don't think he's done something that I haven't liked yet. What about The Last Jedi? I love The Last <laughs> Jedi. We, you know how I feel about this. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, it looks really, really good, especially in this uh, current political climate. Uh, tackles a, as Spike Lee usually does, tackles the issue of race. That's not why I want to watch it. Well, it's partly. It just looks really interesting. Um, and it has to do with um, a, a cop, uh, like a black cop who has to go, or he forces his partner to go undercover in the KKK. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. Also, uh, side note, um, Carson, Ant-Man and the Wasp was great. It was not. Oh, <laughs> shit! I, w- I was going to say on Black Klansman that uh, you can't go wrong when you know your movie uh, co-stars Topher Grace. Oh, yeah, as David Duke, which is <laughs> in- insane. D- Topher uh, Grace is is playing the Grand Wizard of the KKK. <laughs> oh, my Anyways. gosh. Uh, so the movie I'm looking forward to, I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to go with a movie called Tokyo Story, 
which is a famous movie from the 50s and 60s, but I get a chance to credit it here because it's uh, it's an Ozu film, Ozu being one of the, the famous old Japanese director. Actually, I think it's probably 70s. Uh, but it's replaying at TIFF theaters this summer as are uh, Japanese old movies and Humphrey Bogart movies. So that's what I'm going to be spending my time with because there's nothing good coming out in theaters. <laughs> Uh, all right. If, if anyone's uh, still listening, we we do indeed thank you for sticking with us this long. Uh, YouTube people, we know you left an hour and a half ago, so <laughs> I don't give a shit what you think at this point. Uh, but, but leave a comment anyway. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Oh, I should have said that like in the first two minutes. All right. Thank you, and tune in again next month. Bye.